Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here live at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Where, as usual, I am always running late. I am. I really need to do better. I really do, and I promise to do better. So I want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning. I want to also thank my loyal listeners for joining me here here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And if you cannot hear me, please let me know. So, because you know sometimes I'll be having a microphone check and I got to do some things differently. So please, if you know me personally, text me, let me know. You can't hear me. But today is show is going to be interesting because as we know, we have an election that is coming up. And today's topic is entitled, Why Vote? Now, I've been talking to many individuals, brainstorming from all over different denominations as far as religious beliefs, as far as social economic status, talking to many of my clients as it pertains to this election. And it appears that this year, 2020 general election, is shaping up to be one in the history book. And it seems like I've just been addicted to CNN and listening to different types of radio shows, podcasts, as well as watching different news channels as it's relating to this debate or to this election, because there is a lot at stake. Now, there's a lot of information, as we know, that is on the ballot. But the question is, why vote? Individuals have different reasons for voting, and as we will see and we will learn, can we trust the candidates? Lord, my phone is ringing. Can we trust the candidates? Do they have individuals' best interests at mind? Many individuals have been talking about what's been going on with Ice Cube as far as what he's been putting out there in regards to the um, African Americans and what's in it for us as well as others. So there's a lot going on, a lot going on. So I really want to hear your thoughts, as I would like to hear what you guys have to say as it relates to this upcoming election. Now, if you are perhaps running for office or you have information and knowledge as to some of the propositions or some of the bonds that are valid, because I know each county has different things going on in our lower elections. I know in Oceanside, we have a, a um, we're going to be voting for a mayor this go around, which I found to be very interesting. So I hope Mama G is out there because I know you have been interviewing some of the candidates on your show. So I want to hear your thoughts also. Because when we start talking about this election, it's not just about the president. It's deeper than that because, like I said, we got a lot going on, and I do want to hear your thoughts. Now, when I was putting the show together, I came up and I was looking at, in regards to as it relates to November the 3rd election, voting is important. And we're finding that also with the early voting, I was watching CNN this morning, and I've learned that thus far, 60 million individuals in the U.S. have already voted. That's a lot of people. So some individuals say, my vote don't count. It doesn't matter. It do. But we're going to talk about it because I want to hear your perspective. And if you decided not to vote, I want to hear what you have to say, too, because I want to know why you feel that you shouldn't vote. Is there power in numbers? So give me a call 
at 516-387-1914. Now remember, the show is being broadcast live between the hours of 12 and 1. But you can also share the information Mm -hmm. or you can click on the link to listen to the show at any time. Share this information with other individuals because I want to know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, what you want to share. So, again, I thank you. So let me go on with the show. I'm not going to be on Facebook Live long. Now, when we start talking about voting, I was gathering some information, and I was talking about, and I was thinking about trust. And I remember telling a friend, I look at the character of the person. I don't know Trump. I don't know Biden. But what I do know is there's a lot of things that's going on in this world I am not too pleased with or about. So, therefore, we have to do something. I remember being a kid and listening to the Schoolhouse Rock, and I used to always wonder, how do this stuff go? And I remember that song, I'm Just a Bill, Yes, I'm Only a Bill. And that taught me a lot about politics, or a little bit, it opened up my eyes to some things. I was engaged in a conversation yesterday with a friend, so I hope he called in. And I was telling him that even growing up in the city of Compton, there were some things that I didn't know, wasn't too savvy about. I remember getting in, hit by my mother one time because I made a comment back in the 70s when Jimmy Carter was president, and I remember they had to do the gas line. And I told my mother, well, it don't have nothing to do with me. My mother knocked the crap out of me because it was something that she was going through as we were talking about or what was what we were experiencing in regards to President Reagan at the time and then him and Jimmy Carter. And, and I felt I was a teenager, so it wasn't going to have an impact on me. But in some ways it did because it affected my mother. Now, some of the information that I gathered when I was looking for this at this and I'm talking about trust. But the thing is, it talked about five different reasons Mm -hmm. why we should vote. One, elections have consequences, meaning there are some consequences. Two, it gives you a voice. Three, it's your money, meaning taxpayers' money. Sometimes money is going to be spent on things that we may not even agree with. Money may need to be spent on things that we probably even overlooked or didn't think about. So it is your money. Four, voting is an opportunity for change. Now, a lot of times, and I've heard people say, well, it's not going to change anything. It doesn't matter. But it's an opportunity for change. And five, the community depends on you. And then I found other information as it relates to this. And sometimes we have to vote for those that who cannot vote. Now, voting is important, and if you are age 18, I would say read your ballots, listen to what individuals are saying, and make a conscious choice. I'm not on here today to tell you who to vote for. I'm just saying vote, because it is our civic duty. And again, do it really matter? Let's talk about it. 516-387-1914. One for because we have to be informed. We have to get individuals out and talk about it. Some individuals have to learn how to volunteer. We have to do what we feel we need to do. Now, there's a gentleman, I'm going to call you out, that went on Facebook and told me 
basically, I need to start talking about the black folks. I tagged you on this because I wanted to make sure you call in so you can state your position as it relates to the black vote, because that was something you wanted to talk about. So this is the opportunity to do so, because when the question is out there, is there power in numbers? Mm-hmm. So we got a caller calling in already. Let me log this person on, because I get tired of talking in circles. Good afternoon. This is Jeanette, number N zero nine. How are you doing? I'm fine. I heard I can hear you, but you sound like a whisper. I said I'm fine. Okay, how are you doing? It sounds like Michelle. Is this Michelle? Yeah. Okay, Michelle. Have you voted? Yeah. Okay. Now my question is, why vote? And I see you, Olivia, out there watching, Olivia. You need to call in, too, and I need to see you because I haven't seen you in a while, Olivia. So when we talk about why vote, why did you vote, Michelle? I voted because it's better to vote and give your voice out of who you want. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting oh. sitting back here and not not getting a vote, and then if something mm-hmm. happens and you regret it, you shouldn't have done that. You should have put it, put out your vote. So, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, Michelle, because you know years ago, people, especially African American descent, we weren't supposed to vote. Women couldn't vote. People fought for the right to vote. I need to call Miss Parks because Miss Parks is one. She's my eighty-seven-year-old friend. She don't play when it comes to stuff like this. And a lot of people take it very, very seriously. And there's a lot of things going on out there when we start talking about voting. And we do have to educate individuals. We do have to be informed as far as what's going on. Because I used to always say, if you're not going to do something about it or if you're not going to be part of a solution, don't add to the problem. Because a lot of times we have yeah. individuals that sit back, they complain, they whine, they fuss. You know, my friend was talking about, well, homelessness is not going to end. And I know there are some things that we don't have control over, but we do have to get involved. And sometimes we have to start at the lower level. You know, when we start yeah. at the lower level, as far as not only the lower level of what's going on in your community, but what's going on in your home, first of all. You know, we got COVID going on. We got the issue with school. We got individuals that are dealing with um, unemployment issues. There is so much at stake right now to where we have individuals that are elected officials. And why did you elect them? How did they get in office? And if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, your job is to vote them out of office. Now, yeah, my yeah. question became, is there power in numbers? Now, you live in Orange County, and Orange County can be a little different from being in L.A., from being in San Diego, from being in Riverside, because, you know, I'm California. So what are some of the things that you've seen as it relates to voting in Orange County? Uh. What do you mean by that? Well, my question is, did you vote by mail? Did you do early voting? Did you, what did you do in regards to your votes? 
Well, um, meaning did I, you take? I tried. You did. What, how did you do it? Did you go? Did you go stand in line for early voting? Did you put your ballot in the mail, yeah. or did you put your ballot in the yeah, mailbox? Uh, All right, that's uh, the, the, yeah, the I put. I, 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 I went down to the library and put it in there. Oh, okay, got you. I heard you. That has been a question be, for our uh, concern for individuals because we're seeing that individuals, the boxes are being set on fire. You know, it's so much going on. So individuals are not trusted and not doubting it. I've heard people say that, you know, that people are getting paid to do it. You know, how are they going to say, how are they going to know which ballots were destroyed? You know, so. Oh, we, really? Yeah, it's been a lot. It was, I saw it on the news, I think it was last week. I want to say it was Baldwin Park. Someone set a box on fire. And then I saw in the news the other day, it was a, something else that happened. So we need to do better with that. And there's cameras everywhere. I don't think I would want to go to jail for something like that. So people need to be mindful yeah. of what they're doing. Now, yeah. I was asking the question about in Orange County because the attitude is a little different very much different, you know, to where some individuals were raised about the importance of voting, voting, where others feel it's no big no no big deal. You know, I know that yeah. um, several years ago on some college campuses, they would get together and they would make sure that people were informed about what was going on. Now, because of COVID, individuals are not able to gather the way they normally would. We're watching rallies all on television. You know, so there's so much, but yet See, so little are being is being done to inform individuals. And that's weird because to because if my mom says not to stick, uh, put it in the mailbox, so you should send it in the big blue box. Mm-hmm. And and then we ended up going to the library because it was open, and they mm-hmm. they were they were coming out there and. So that's weird. Wow. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. Yeah. Now, we got to remember, your vote is your power. So for somebody to say, well, it don't matter, you did your part. That's all you can do. It is your power. Yeah. Your vote, yeah. you voted for what you want to see sometimes either in your community or your state because there's different things on the ballot. I mean, I can't pronounce his name, but when people were talking about Kanye West, Kanye being on the ballot, at first, they were saying he was running for president. When I looked at my daughter's ballot, they had him as vice president. I'm like, for real, for real, for real. You know, you vote for those who can't vote, and you vote for the progress of this country. Meaning, we got to look at yeah. the big picture, because if you don't, others will. So if you don't have a say, yeah. are you you don't have a say? People going to do, and some people say, well, people going to do what they want to do. That is true to a degree. But we do have power. We have way more power yeah. than what people give us credit for. Now, I'm going to go off of that's Facebook Live. That's what my mom Live. told me. What did your mom tell you? That's, that's, my mom said the same thing, that, it, you, that I, I get a, a, a chance to vote for who I want and, mm-hmm. you know, then not vote, and then, then you can... You can really then I can't be mad 
if it was bad or not. Correct. You know. Correct. You know, it, it was interesting, Michelle, and you've been knowing me for a number of years, and you know my personality. You know, if I don't believe, if, if something ain't right, I'm going to do something about it. You know me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought about how I always try to stay away from politics. I just never really cared for politics or political issues. You know, but I, I have a very strong discernment, and I utilize wisdom, and I'm not going to believe everything people tell me. I will look it up. I'm not going to argue with individuals. And some of the things that I hear people say is just like, I mean, like, for real, did they really just say that? Or do they really believe that? You know, and it's really sad. Uh-huh. But then I had to think about it. What I say that I didn't like political stuff when I was, when I, as an adult, I was telling my friend, I said, you know, when I was in elementary school, I was part of the student council. I was class president. When I was in middle school, I ran for certain positions. When I was in high school, I was class president. Then when I became the center for the treatment of the owner of the center for the treatment of addiction, you saw what I went through. And a lot of that stuff was political. So I had to deal with political matters whether I wanted to or not. But the one thing is I never abused my authority. And I always made sure I did the right to do no matter what for all people. And it seems like today stuff is being so biased and so one-sided to where we have to go back to making sure that we are concerned about all people, not just the blue, the red, or the rich, or the poor. You know, they were talking about, um, they had talking about Biden's tax thing that he was trying to do. And somebody had to straight out ask yeah. people, that's the person, do you make more than $400,000 a year? You know, because most people don't. And when my friend asked me that question, I said, one time I made more than over $400,000 a year. <laughs> one time. <laughs> but, you know, I don't even want that kind of funny money. I really don't. Because there being a responsibility and people abuse their power. So we have yeah. to make sure that we're looking out for people that don't have the ability to look out for themselves and not take advantage of people. Because that's where I see a yeah. lot of wrong is when you just, you know, you don't want to handicap individuals, but you don't want to enable individuals either. I got a call coming through. I don't know why people want to call me when I'm on the radio. So... What are some of the concerns that you have as it relates to this upcoming election? You got a lot of background noise. Can you lower your background noise a little bit? Yeah. I'm going to go inside right now. It's, okay. It's yeah, because I hear a lot, of, um, a lot of noise. Yeah. But what are, what are some of the concerns that you have? Now, I may not have the answers, but we can still talk about it. Ooh, me? Yes. What are some of the concerns that you have as it relates to this upcoming election? I don't know. It's always scared me because, <laughs> because you, you know, it's like, I don't know. I never won. I, this this last time that, that we voted mm-hmm. was my first time, you know, and I'm like, well, then I don't want to vote, you know. <laughs> And, you know, but I'm better Uh, off choosing, you know, whoever, because 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? I don't want to vote. You got scared, Michelle. You said, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no wonder why I never voted before in my life. <laughs> well, because you know what? Not the funny part, but it's sad because somebody made brought something to my attention. And we're, they were talking about how Russia and other countries are interfering with the United States elections. But yet I was told that the United States have interfered with other people's elections, too. So things are happening, and some things are, you know, we start talking about computers, but we have a very sophisticated system, and we are knowledgeable in a lot of different areas. But the problem is individuals need to start speaking up more. A lot of times individuals are afraid to speak up because they don't want to to be, um, well, back in the day, people get killed for stuff like that. Or they don't want to be blackballed or they don't want to, you know, the, the consequences that come goes along with it. But now we have, like, laws to protect whistleblowers. We have, you know, when you see something that's not right, like they say, if you see something, say something. But a lot of times individuals will say, well, it ain't none of my business or I don't want to get involved. And see, that's why I've always did my best to encourage individuals and empower individuals because we do need to say something. Now, when I was talking to my friend yesterday, and he brought something up because he's a Jehovah Witness, I did not know that Jehovah Witnesses don't vote, that they don't believe in getting involved in political issues. And they respect the person that is in power, but they don't get involved. And then I, I was looking at some information. I'm trying to get a word. It was blasphemy, and he wanted to talk about that on the show today, so I'm waiting on him to call in because I didn't want to talk about something yeah. that I know about but it's in the bible because it's like idolizing someone and i was looking that at that is correct mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what i thought of like i'm always i want i want what's good for the bible to mm-hmm. me and to me thinking about voting too much like it's always going to be bad because mm-hmm. Tommy said he's gonna, you know, the world's gonna get worse. So if I vote, and what matters? What, what does it matter? Like, there's, it's always gonna be bad. Well, see, you know, when look he at was, the world now. When he was sharing that with me, and he was talking to me about it, I was hearing what he was saying, but I wanted to know how that made sense when we're talking about. An election, because if we do nothing, is it like we're going along to get along? So I was kind of confused with that. And then when he was showing it to me in the Bible, and I was like, okay, so I see it, but I wanted him to call and talk about it. And then when I was looking up some information, and I'm looking at the number of um, Jehovah Witnesses, and I'm like, okay, well, is that going to make a difference? Or could it have made a difference? Or, you know, where do we draw the line? What do we What do we do? So then I start talking about, well, what about when you are looking at voting for your president of your homeowners association? Or what if you, you got a job or the or the bosses are trying to make a vote on a decision on how to implement a policy? You know, so when we start talking about voting, it gives you a say in making a, a decision based on an informed choice. So I just yeah. wanted to know, because if you do nothing, and you say, I'm not going to vote. And then what if it gets worse? Okay, now we have another caller coming yeah. in. Let's talk yeah. this person on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Okay. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio, number 
How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. And yourself? I'm doing well. What do you want to say as it relates to this show? Because we're talking about why vote. If I was to ask you that question, why vote, what would be your response? Uh, <laughs> I think that's, that's, as far as an individual, they all, you know, people individually have their own reasons for voting. Mm-hmm. As a group, I would say, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, it's very interesting what's going on now because mainly the younger people are starting to ask questions. Mm-hmm. How do I vote? What are we getting from this thing? Now, these are the questions that the older people should have been asking. Uh-huh. But, you know, we would just kind of go along to get along, right? Yep. Well, that's what we do. As long as <laughs> – since I've been a teenager – Every election has been, this is the most important election ever in history. <laughs> Get out of here. You cannot me. not vote. Every mm-hmm. election is the most important, crucial, critical election in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Every election. It's, it's amazing. And people are falling for it every time. It's like, well, I thought the last one was the most critical. And the one before mm-hmm. that was the most critical. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so the young people are asking questions. They're saying, what are we getting for our vote? Mm-hmm. And what they're hearing is cricket. Mm-hmm. Now, what's unfortunate, mm-hmm. what's unfortunate is that, you know, the powers that be, you know, the left side of white supremacy and the right side mm-hmm. are wondering what's going on. Correct. You know what what's happening, and so what they've done is they've said, okay, you know, if we get on any of these smart alecky black people who think they're going to start asking questions and demanding answers, we we have our we can't do it ourselves. We can't mm-hmm. come and attack them ourselves because then racism will be levied against us. Mm-hmm. But what we can do, we can roll out our army. Of of black people that we have, you know, that we pay to come uh-huh. out and come after them for us. Uh-huh. And we see that playing out in this election. It's very to unfortunate. And- to a degree, because you know what? I'm going to tell you this. This is what I've learned, because I grew up in Compton. I don't know who you are or where you're from, but I grew up in Compton. And one of the things that I learned is people are not that, that we, we, you got to give people some credit. Now, one of the things that I've learned is that people try to intimidate individuals by, by through fear. Fear don't work for everybody, yeah. you know, because nope. it goes back to um, the gentleman that passed away. And he was talking about the good trouble, you know, because there are some individuals that are not going for that. And I was one that wasn't going for that. But I'm not going to, like I said, even being African-American, woman, educated, I'm not going to abuse my power. I've yet to abuse my power because I'm not going to take advantage of no one or advantage of the situation. And I know, I remember right. when I was a kid growing up, I'll use, um, and I'd probably get in trouble for this, but I don't care. Um, my grandmother was involved in a lot of different things, and she was an Eastern uh-huh. star. And I used to want uh-huh. an Eastern star when I was growing up. My grandmother told me no. At a very young age, she told me no. And I said, why? She said, because you're not going by by the rules. 
She said it ain't nothing but a bunch of holes and da 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 da. And and then I thought about it. I'm not going to buy by the rules because <laughs> I'm not going to just do something because you told me to do it. So you're not going to use me as your little black token. Then I remember joining the organization and I was part of it and it was women empowering women and I was going just for the food. And even when I saw that I was at the black token, I was like, uh-uh, old news. You know, I'm not going to steal my soul to the devil. So that's just not what I'm going to do. And like the young lady that's on the air with us now, she knows, even if you are in my program, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I tell them I'll eat your food and still terminate you because I'm not going to do that. And I don't know what makes other people, like I said, I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if it's threats. I don't know if it's intimidation. I don't know if it's money. I don't know what it is, but we do have to be mindful and we have to listen with our third ear when individuals are telling us stuff. Now, I wanted individuals to call in and I want to talk about, sir, because I know I hear that you're very well acclimated and um, articulate. Some of the propositions can be very confusing. And I want to talk about the proposition, I think it was for the independent contractors. Now, I've heard individuals that Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, some say they want to be independent contractors, and others will say we that we don't want to be independent contractors, that the Lyft and the Uber are making so much money off of what we do. We want to be entitled to benefits. We want to be entitled to, like when the pandemic hit, that they were not probably, some were not probably eligible for unemployment because of the independent contractors. Sometimes you don't pay into it to um, unemployment insurance. So when you start looking at the pros and the cons, it gets kind of confusing as to um, making a decision in regards to that. So what is your take in regards to just just that proposition in California with the independent contractors, with the Uber and Lyft? Because it's a good thing because we need people to drive. We need people to pick up our food. We need very lucrative business. But what would be your thought in regards to that? Okay, so the question becomes, if you went out today and went down to uh, a retail establishment and -hmm. you got a part-time job, Let's say it, the, you, you went to fill out a form, and the position was a part-time position. Mm-hmm. D- do you then think that you have the right to then go back to them three months later and say, hey, I want full benefits like full-time? No, because you're part-time. Exactly. Unless so there's an opening. Problem. That's mm-hmm. the problem. When you sign up for Lyft and Uber, you are coming in as an independent contractor, mm-hmm. which means, as such, you're not you don't have benefits, mm-hmm. right? So Correct. now we have to say, we and, and 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 do they should they want benefits? Yes, of course they should want it. The question then becomes, how much right does the business owner have? If you if you start if you start hiring for this station that you have right now, let's say you got so mm-hmm. popular that you needed a few people and you hired them. Mm-hmm. And you hired them part-time to do some administrative work and whatever. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if six months later they both came back and said, you know, we know we're just part-time, but we want some benefits? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say you this. How feel? <laughs> I, get the, I get it. But, see, this is what I do, and this is what I've done, because it's interesting you ask that question. Because I do own two outpatient counseling centers. I do. And when mm-hmm. I first bought the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, 
I did not know the difference between an S corp, a C corp, a LLC. I didn't know any of that uh-huh. stuff between employees, independent contractors. But I learned, and I learned quick because the previous owner had everyone as an independent contractor. So when I came on board, they got upset because they were there was a lot of stuff going on that I had to change. Then I changed everybody to an employee, and I uh-huh. kept their salary the same. But I switched uh-huh. it over, and the owner got upset with me. The previous owner was like, Jeanette, da 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 But it got to the point to where someone did try to file for unemployment as an independent contractor, and I had to learn how they view and how they list individuals and what qualifies for an independent contractor, uh-huh. which I didn't know at first. So I understand the difference. And so some individuals find it very lucrative to be independent contractors because they normally make more money versus an employee. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that when an employee hires someone as an employee, there's quarterly taxes the employer has to pay. They don't know and they don't care. They just say, pay me, and it becomes a big issue. What I did was right. I tried to educate my employees, and I know, and my daughter used to tell me at the end of the day, they don't care. So I understand the difference. But when you're trying to come back at me with that, I would have to explain it to them. So that's one of the things, even with the ballot, on the ballot, trying to educate individuals about these different things, that's what we have to be informed. So that was one of just one of the propositions I know that is happening in California. And, you know, and there's others besides, like I said, the the main elections in regards to presidency. But I know, like in Oceanside, we have the mayor. And I noticed that a lot of individuals that are running for mayor are also individuals that have been city council members ever since I've been in Oceanside for 30-something years. Now, I'm going to ask you this. What county do you reside in? I'm not actually in California. (laughs) Okay. So what state are you in? Uh, Excuse me? What state do you what state are you in? I'm not even in a state at the moment. I'm in okay, Canada. Right. I'm in Toronto, Canada. Actually, in Canada. Um, you know what? That was one of the things when I was putting the show together. I didn't know and I'm not didn't know if other countries I know people have countries, I mean elections all over the world, I get that. But I didn't know what was going on in other countries as far as elections, if they vote in November, if they vote, you know, or what's going on. And I would have loved to no, have taken the time to research that just to find out because, like I said, there's so much going on in the United States. And what happens in the United States also plays a role in what happens in other countries, too, because they're looking, they're watching. And I want to thank yeah, you for I calling say- to Canada. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I'm from New York, but I'm, okay. I'm just living here now. So, but um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 having an effect, and I and I don't know, especially black people, mm-hmm. as I travel around, we have mm-hmm. a lot of social capital mm-hmm. around the world. Everybody's looking, listening to our music. They're dressing like us. You know, there's mm-hmm. such an influence. Correct. And we're not using any of it <laughs> as a group. We're, we're not. not. Because you know um, what? When you, when you say that, people, we get played. We get played because we don't know. When you know yeah, better, I mean, you but, do that. You know, the whole riot right now in Nigeria mm-hmm. was inspired by the riots that were happening here just some short months ago. 
So, mm-hmm. yes, we do influence, but we don't use our influence to get things done, unfortunately, mm-hmm. worldwide, that we really could, right? Mm-hmm. We have an advantage. Anywhere that I've traveled around the world, you know, when they when they see you, they see you, but when they find out that you're American, they're like, oh, they want to talk to you, mm-hmm. right? When they find out you're yeah. African-American, they want to come up and talk to you. Mm-hmm. They look at your clothes. They look at everything you have. We have some social capital. We just don't use it, right? Correct. We could get so much. <laughs> we could get so much. Well, but um, not only that, we don't even know about generational work. I mean, generational wealth. We we don't. And it goes back to teaching individuals. And that's when they say that there's a lot they say. Sometimes we don't know our own worth. We don't know our own value. We don't. And then people change when you start talking about power. You know, and sometimes power can be dangerous. And sometimes people go into different types of jobs and roles for the wrong reason. Now, I have a question for you, because we're going to talk about that in regards to what you were just saying. But when we talk about not only doing our part, but what about voter suppression? Do you think that they're making it easier to vote or more difficult to vote? Because people are coming out now in mass numbers. I don't know who all they're voting for. I don't know. Like I said, I know that people have different things on their ballots because I reside in San Diego County. My daughter resides in L.A. County. And when I look at her ballot and what's on her ballot, her stuff on her ballot is totally different a little bit from what's on mine. So what about voter suppression? Can you speak on that a little bit? Because a lot of individuals don't even know what that means. Well, I think what I, I think, you know, we've we've heard a lot about that in the in, in the news, um, about voter suppression. But when you think about voter suppression, you have to think beyond what you're hearing. Right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna hear voter suppression and oh, these are Russian bots and blah 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 and and then on the other side, you know, voter suppression in other ways. So we have to think beyond. So let me give you an example. That 1994 crime bill mm-hmm. that Joe Biden, some authored part of it and really pushed, was a form of voter suppression. Why? Because what that did was that lowered the bar on what was considered felonies or not. As mm-hmm. became, you know, as it relates to drugs, and your term, your length of stay in a prison. Mm-hmm. You know, some some offenses you would just kind of go to jail and get out it wouldn't really be a felony. Some you know, just a little marijuana or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because that law came into being, thousands of thousands and thousands of black men and women have gone to prison since then. Devastated communities, devastated families, and Guess what? When they come out, guess what? They can't vote. So the prison system is a form of voter suppression. Mm-hmm. Any well, let unjust. Me, let me let me say this. Yeah. Let me say this. And I'm going to speak from growing up in Compton. And you said you're from New York, and owning a drug rehab because it worked uh-huh. in the court. Now. When I remember, like I said, I started the show, I was talking about the show, The Schoolhouse Rock, I'm Just a B.O., Yes, I'm Only a B.O. Sometimes in certain situations, we don't know what to do, but we try to do something to stop it. Drugs start from the top to the bottom. Now, 
How can we? I remember my mother told me when I brought the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, and I went through all that I went through. Mom told me, my mother told me, baby, you are going against the system. The system is designed to keep them on drugs, and you trying to get people clean and sober. So what I started doing, I started talking to the drug dealers because I thought the drug dealers would come get me. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm, they're going to say I'm messing with their money. They go da-da-da-da-da. And I found out that my issue wasn't with the people that were selling drugs. My issues was with the people that were supposed to be getting the people clean and sober. They were my biggest enemies. And I was like, I'm confused. So when we start talking about putting these bills and all this stuff out there, was we trying to help? Was we trying to hurt? Or could people think, you know what? If this crime bill exists and I'm going to get in trouble for drugs, I need to get myself clean. Or I need to find out how to stay sober. Sometimes what, 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 what could have been done differently? Because that was then, and I'm still seeing the same situation now. I'm a self-evaluator. I do assessments and evaluations for individuals through the DOT. He, these are individuals making sixty, seventy, sometimes a hundred thousand dollars a year, but they can't stay sober. Knowing if they test positive for a random or a pre-employment test, they go lose their job. What can we do about this? And that's a question. What would your suggestion be? You still there? Okay. I can you hear me? Hear. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, can, you, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. I can hear you now. All right. So, so, yeah, so we started in 1994, and I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I'm not an expert in this, but I don't know exactly what we should do, but we started talking about the 1994 crime bill and how mm-hmm. black people were looked at during the crack epidemic, right, mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s. Now fast forward to today. Look at the problems that are going on, especially in middle America, with heroin and meth. Now, look at the response to what is going on with heroin. It's not a criminal issue anymore. It's a health issue because it's their children. It's a health and safety code. It's a health and safety code violation. Yeah. So so, so what's happening is they're looking at it from a health and safety code violation but then I've also worked in drug courts. I've also worked in regards to Prop 36, the PC-1000 in the state of California. I know mm-hmm. each state have different things because, like I said, I, my degree is in not only psychology, but also is in administration of criminal justice. So I, I see both sides of it. And then just um, earlier this year, I remember going to Arizona. I was in Arizona. I was looking at all of these young Caucasians coming in there, strung out on methamphetamine and heroin. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm looking at the judge just letting them out on the street. But these individuals uh-huh. were making bombs. They were, you know, overdosing. And, and it's, it, it really saddens me because here I am, a part of what people call the system, but I'm trying to make a difference. I'm trying to, like the young lady that just hung up off the phone. I've been doing that woman for years. We're trying to get her clean and sober. It's just like, oh, my God. So when we talk about criminalizing things or health and safety code violation or people voting, sometimes people don't know what to do. Now, one of the things that you brought up with Biden, that was in 1994. So now we're in 2020. Things have changed. We have the opiate addiction. I just saw where some people got sued or 
they have to pay back money. I have received something in the mail about if your loved one or someone you know has an opiate addiction. But when we start talking about the pharmaceuticals, psychiatrists is huge when it comes to the pharmaceutical company. So there is a lot of stuff, and we do need to get more involved. And it goes back to what I was saying is in the home. We talk about voting, and voting at different levels. You know, we, we used to call it having family meetings. You're voting. You're coming up with some decisions. You're coming up with the, but we got to do better. And people vote for different reasons. And we can't expect for other people to fix and do some of the things that we can try to take care of ourselves. Now, even when we start talking about racism, discrimination, people have biases, people operate in fear, you know, um, it's a lot. I mean, I mean, we got 15 minutes left in the show, but we can go on and on and on about this because this is something that people really need to talk about. Yeah, but so back in the 80s, uh, AT&T used to be the Bell Company, right? I remember that. And one of the things that they and one one of the things that they did, they used to have skunk works in uh, New Jersey, and so this was the place that they would come up with all their new inventions and ideas. And that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And they had a position open, I remember. I remember seeing it. They had a position, and I was young at the time. I couldn't take it. I was just looking and see, you know, what was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a position for someone to come in. One of the requirements was that this person cannot be part of telecommunications. They, mm. they cannot have worked in telecommunications before, even though Bell was a telecommunications company. Now, why mm-hmm. did they do this? They did this because they wanted a scientist to come in mm-hmm. and work without any preconceived notions or ideas yeah, about any knowledge. Yeah. They, wanted, yeah. they wanted them to be totally free to think of any kind of crazy, mm-hmm. far-out-there idea or anything mm-hmm. because they know they got telecommunications people in there. Telecommunications people will say, well, you can't do that because you know, the operational systems, of public, you can't do that, or we got to mm-hmm. follow this, 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 you know, uh, uh, um, you know, all of these procedures that are part of the standard and all this kind of stuff. So I say that to say I think there needs to be meetings across the country from us mm-hmm. to figure out what is it that we want. Correct. We, we go around in circles. Because we haven't sat down behind closed doors and said, what is it that we want? When it comes to education, what, does, what do the schools look like? What do they mm-hmm. feel like? When you go in, what kind of equipment is there? What is it mm-hmm. children learning? You have to be able to project out and to get a vision of Correct. what it is you want. Now, mm-hmm. once you, everybody says, okay, this is pretty much what we want for the most part, high level. This is what we want. Now you can start planning. Now Correct. you can start strategizing because now Correct. you have a picture of what it is you're trying to do. But Correct. as long as we don't figure out what it is we want in the final analysis, we're going to go round and round and circles <laughs> around and round. You know what? You know what? You brought up an interesting point. You brought up an interesting point. And what I'm hearing is when we talk about what do we want versus what we need, it's two different things. And a lot of times it seems like when individuals are voting, especially in local elections, they're going on based on what they feel. So sometimes it's like, well, why do you feel the way you feel? I feel this way. Feelings can change. 
I recall like my daughter. I, I give my daughter is very educated, very articulate. I call her my little super threat because she's my little mini me. In Orange County, <laughs> I gotta use Orange County because I grew up in Compton. And I live in San Diego County. So Orange County at one point could not stand me, but they learned to respect me. And like you said, go on to the table. Sometimes individuals don't want to talk to you. And I remember wanting to talk to the county board of supervisors and requested meetings. And they told my attorney, Ms. Abney has a cavalier approach. I was okay with that because I'm not going to go for anything, but I had to learn how to fight differently. I had to learn how to take what people, the policies they had. I had to learn to listen as well as talk. And I had to also know what I was talking about. So when we start talking about why vote, we need to gain information and knowledge as to what it is they're trying to throw at us so we know what we're dealing with. And like you said, know what we want. Ice Cube, I've always been a fan in regards to the way he, to me, he's a very articulate, intelligent man, even when he was with NWA. You know, he was the one that was the brains and the operations behind things. And he's a critical thinker. So there are individuals. I remember T.D. Jake said you're a threat when you have the ability to make an impact, to influence, and sometimes your income. That makes you a threat. But sometimes individuals try to go, like you said, we go along to get along. And sometimes you can't do that because you're going to be held responsible for that especially when you're doing things and you're trying to make sure that people that cannot vote are individuals that may not have the education or the, I don't want to call it common sense, but they may not, they may not know any better. Sometimes we have to vote right. just for the Well, I think the, the, the problem is, is that they're saying vote for what? And instead mm-hmm. of people giving them an answer, they're sidestepping the question and say, oh, you must be for whoever, right? Mm-hmm. So well, they're trying that tactic. You've seen that tactic. You've run across that mm-hmm. before. When somebody mm-hmm. says something, you say, okay, what, what exactly does that mean? What, what's the definition? Mm-hmm. For? Oh, you know what it means. No, I don't. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> right? like, I'm don't don't, do this, don't try that old trick, right? People try that trick all the time. Uh-huh. So what's happening is young people are saying, okay, Vote for what? What are we getting? And instead of answering the question, everyone's running around throwing insults. Mm-hmm. That's how you oh, know. Man, that's they horrible. They, they, they're insulting. They're antagonizing. They're shaming. They're mm-hmm. blaming. And that needs to stop. But you know, one of the things that I'm noticing, too, and you're talking about that, individuals are trying at a younger age are now more running for office. They're coming in with more ideas. And some individuals are afraid to change. They're afraid of change. They're afraid of what people have to say. I know a lot of quite a few business owners that when they have younger staff, they are intimidated by that. I tell people, I love the fact that my interns were 25, 20 years old. They knew more about um, social media stuff than I did. They'd have to set up my Facebook accounts. I don't know how to do this stuff. I, I miss them. But sometimes individuals feel like they know things. And then we start talking about the Constitution. Look how long ago that stuff was written. You know, what did that stuff really mean back then? It may have meant something back then, but it don't mean that. We got to change the way people perceive things. 
So change is not well, always think, a bad thing. But but that's where it comes back to we have to know what we want. And, mm-hmm. and because once you know what you want, once you get a, a – okay, so when it comes to, um, you know, mental health or, or, or drug addiction, you may say, well, the system should run like this. If I had a clean slate, I would have a system that ran more like this. And then you laid it out for on a whiteboard, mm-hmm. the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then we say, you know what, that's incredible. You know, mm-hmm. that's the model that we should adopt to try to put – now we can start putting plans and start working and say, okay, well, how much was it going to cost for that? And how much mm-hmm. is it going to cost for that? And how many people need to run this? And what are their qualifications? Now we're all working towards something because you laid out the vision and the blueprint. Now we're saying, okay, we just got to figure out now how to get it done. Right? Gotcha. And I but think you know that's what? the part that we're missing. Gotcha. That's the but part you know that we're missing. That? We can solve where you are. Mm-hmm. Based on even your ideas, if we were to let you just go ham and just do, you know, think of the best system you can ever think of and gotcha. just put it out there, we can work with that. But we can't work gotcha. with ambiguity. There's nothing to hold on to. Got you. But you know what? I'm going to say this because I'm a thinker. And I don't mean to cut people off, but I, I'm a thinker. I'm hearing what you're saying. I get it. But there's always going to be individuals that's going to be greedy that's going to abuse the system, that's going to try to take advantage of things. Because we're just talking about two different things, whether it's a crime or whether it's a or whether it's a health and safety issue. Like I said, I own a drug and alcohol program. I saw more theft. I saw more misappropriation of funds, of people that were supposed to be helping people that it's, it's, it was sickening, totally sickening, to where – and then we don't hold people accountable. So when we put people in positions, they need to be held accountable for their wrongdoing. They really do. And that's where that's we run into like come in. That's where people that's like you what? come in because then the next question would be, okay, we have this person and this person misused funds or did whatever. And then we would ask you, okay, what are some of the ways, if that person came in today, that we could stop them from doing? What kind of processes could we put in place mm-hmm. where there's some checks and balances to stop, and then you would start thinking, and then after a while, you'd come up with something. It could be a week later or two weeks later or a month. you come back with, you know what, I thought about it, and mm-hmm. this is, I think this will work. If we gotcha. were to do this, I think it'll, I think it'll work. Got you. And you right. know what happens with stuff like that? This is what happens with stuff like that. See, my personality is different because I've been on stuff like that. My personality is different. And I'm not afraid of nothing that I can see, and I'm not going to sell my soul to a dollar for a dollar. So, my, like I said, my personality is different. So what I had to do, even with my own company, I had to look at the infrastructure. I had to look at it like, okay, if this is what's happening and this is what I'm seeing – how you going to steal from me? I'm criminal-minded, too, so don't get it twisted. I may not do uh-huh. it, it don't mean I don't know it. So then I had to start beating people at their own game, and then my employees, some of them start quitting because they know that I knew the gig was up. So, <laughs> so and, and right. like I said, because I had the ability to be able to think outside the box and look at it from all different perspectives, looking from different positions. Now, when we start talking about voting, we do have to keep an open mind. We do have to, when we start looking at um, at some of the things, and like I said, I used to wonder, how do they think become a proposition? How do they become a bond? Who came up with this idea? 
What is, you know, my mother used to always say either you convince them or you confuse them. And a lot of times individuals become confused. So I, I love talking to young people. I love talking to some of the seniors. I love because people's voices are important. I love hearing people out because then you cannot and you won't be deceived because, you know, it's kind of like I remember hearing a person say at a meeting, a person you can trust is a person that has nothing to gain and nothing to lose. They don't have no reason to lie to you. With this upcoming election, we've heard so many lies. We've been deceived. Uh-huh. We've been bamboozled. We've been, you know, if I was telling someone, if I was that lady for that's going to, they're going to the same with the judge, I would have told them, no, thank you. I am not going to let y'all play me like this. Because, but, because she <laughs> wants the position so bad. She goes, I don't care. Just let me in. Just let me in. I would want right. to have no part of that whatsoever. And I remember reading a letter. I saw it on, I think it was LinkedIn. Somebody had wrote a letter where they was asking her to recruit herself to just say, not right now. And I thought, you know what, that would be a noble thing to do. And I ran it by my daughter, and my daughter said, she's not going to do that because she wants that position. But I wouldn't want it that bad because if God meant for you to have that position, even if you would have waited, somebody would have gave it to you probably anyway. You know, you looking at the yays, you looking at the nays. If the nays are that high, and get the yay, uh-uh. No, I don't want to have nothing to do with this. But we don't think like that. We really don't. And we have to stop taking things, I don't want to say personal, but not get into our feelings and look at some of the, the stuff. And then we start talking about the facts. People go, well, this is a fact. Okay, but is your truth, is your fact, and how long ago was that? Mm-hmm. What do you want the listeners to know? Because I know I know went on a tantrum right about now. But what do you want? No, to no, no, this is a this is a great discussion, and I'll try to tune in again. Absolutely. And no problem. You know, one of the things one of the things that I do, like I said, as a licensed therapist, as a the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction and JA Purchase, because I do a lot of different things, I take time out of my day to talk about. Subjects that people are interested in and sometimes scared to talk about. A person came to me and posted something on my Facebook page last week about last week's topic, and he said, well, why don't you talk about the black vote? And I said, okay, well, let's talk about it. And I called him on it. I was waiting on him to call in because I wanted, I like talking about it. If I put the platform out there, I'm putting it out there for you guys to have something to talk about. What do you want the people to know before we end this show? The only thing I can say is think and analyze for yourself. That's the only thing I can say. Don't listen mm-hmm. to the crowd. Don't go with the crowd. Think and analyze for yourself. Mm-hmm. And great show, by the way. Great show. I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate the dialogue. Because the only thing we can do, and that is a good thing, like you said, think for yourself. Critical thinking. Don't feel. Think. And then act. I always say when I'm doing therapy, we're going to feel, we're going we're gonna to feel it, we're going to act in most cases, and then we think. When you act, your response will be different. Now, when we get out there and we talk about why, though, think about why am I doing this? What is my purpose for doing this? What is my reason? And like you said, what do I want from this? And if 
is something you want that's not on that ballot? Start lobbying. Start going about the process that you can go about in order to get things done, because that's the way we can move, make moves, and get things done. So I know we're out of time. I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the power of choice. So, sir, if you want to call in tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the choices that we make and how powerful some of them choices are, okay? So, again, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Until tomorrow or until we meet again. Remember, you got this. And don't be afraid to vote. Let your vote, let your voice, it matters. Again, thank you very much and have a good rest of the day. Bye-bye.